The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Miner, and I want to welcome you to the January 9th, 2020 batch of the Biscuit Podcast. Um, even as I say that, I'm kind of freaked out on two levels. Uh, one is that by 2020, I thought I'd be living on the moon or communicating with telekinetics or uh, my best friend would be an alien or at least some kind of really cool robot. Um, and it feels a lot like 2019 at this point. But at the same time, I'm, I'm freaked because we are nine days into a new year. Um, and there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, there's uncertainty everywhere. We're in an election year. You know, certainly we can look back at Charlotte and um, the homicide rate. And unfortunately, when you go to the news sites now, that's really kind of locally and nationally what's dominating the headlines. That's an interesting thing to think about at a time that we are encouraged to make resolutions. What are you going to do? You know, there's a many weeks ahead. At this point, hopefully when you're listening to this, 50 weeks ahead in the year. To resolve to do anything is maybe a bit of a fool's errand. Uh, we don't know what's going to come our way. We don't know what's going to happen, good or bad. This is a time of, of uncertainty, but you know, every year is a time of uncertainty. What I am certain about is that maybe resolving to do things is not the right approach. Maybe if you are going to make a resolution, it's not to do something or to accomplish something, but to adopt a proper attitude. And that gives me hope. You know, just last Friday on January the 3rd, Matt Olin and I uh, and Andy Go, our producer of this podcast, gathered together with 400 Charlatans at Creative Morning Charlotte, our January meeting, and they were full of hope and joy. It was a joyful experience celebrating the creative spirit, the audacity of the creative spirit to start the year. And we got to hear from uh, Charlotte luminaries like Deborah Triplett, who has used her creativity to face down and handle personal illness and, and some of the most trying times that any individual can undertake. We met at Myers Park Presbyterian Church that's doing incredible work in Charlotte. We had folks, everyone from Ernst & Young, to Julie with Charlotte's Unconventional Film School, to Michelle Hauck from the Raptor Center, each of them creating space where people can come together and do remarkable things in their own way, telling stories, telling stories that are very different than what we see in the headlines, and encouraging us to get involved. And then it all led up to an incredible talk with Adrian and Emmanuel Threat, the founders of Hope Vibes. And if you don't know about Hope Vibes, please look into it. The project they're working on right now is called the, um, the Hope Tank, which is essentially a truck, you know, very similar to what you would rent at U-Haul, that they have fitted out with showers, dryers, uh, washers and dryers. It's beautiful. They've painted it on the outside. It's beautifully appointed uh, on the inside. And they can take that truck to where the homeless are so that they can give them respect, love, and dignity, a little bit of hope. They shared their story about how they met 
and how their common desire to not only help the people around them, but to do it in innovative and creative ways and integrate it into the fabric of their lives, bound them together, not only in marriage, but then begat what would become Hope Vibes. It's an incredible talk. But 20 minutes is not enough to tell their story. And so what follows in just a second is Matt and Andy and I dive in with them, learn a little bit more about who they are, the work they do in Charlotte, and what Hope Vibes is all about. And so I encourage you, stick around. It's 25 well-spent minutes. They are Charlotteans you should know. And even if you never get a chance to encounter them, and I hope you do by getting involved with them, they're going to counter-program what you've been seeing in the news this week. None of this is possible. These amazing conversations that we have, these audible or auditory explorations of Charlotte are not possible without sponsors that believe in the work that we're doing at Charlotte is Creative, Ortho Carolina, Four Eyes uh, Productions, and Crescent Communities, as well as the Queen City Podcast Network, one of the, you know, the, the first hyper-local podcasting network in the nation founded right here in Charlotte and we are proud to be a part of it and we're proud to be a part of this community with you Matt and Andy and I know a lot about what's going on in Charlotte but we don't know everything there's so many stories it can't be contained and as we look at the year ahead in the biscuit on our website on our live events on our social feeds here on the podcast we want to tell those stories and we need your help so if you've got a story of somebody or something or someone or someplace we should know about, please reach out to us at hello at Charlotte is creative. All right, that's enough of me. Now let's dive into a conversation that Matt and Andy and I had with Adrian Manny. I think you're really going to find that it gets your year off to the right start. All right, let's go. So here we are, we're sitting in the, the lobby of Myers Park Presbyterian Church. We're basking in the afterglow of the February, of the, excuse me, January 3rd Creative Mornings. I'm already out onto the next month. What's wrong with you me? Just, you, know, you just closed that door and you're zooming man, along. Oh man, it's you're just like, going by fast. Right. <laughs> really, really, it's flying by. Is it already January 3rd? Okay. Uh, welcome to 2020. And uh, if you were in the audience of Creative Mornings Charlotte this morning, you were treated to a talk by Adrian and Emmanuel Threat of Hope Vibes, and man, you two brought it. You 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 were vulnerable. You were you were sharing your story, and I think people really got a sense of the passion and the purpose behind what what you are doing in and for our community. So thank you for sharing that and so openly with us this morning. It was an honor. Thanks. I mean. You, the, the room was full. It was a great way to kick off the new year, wouldn't you say? It, it, it was. I mean, I new think you, your your message of you know finding your roots, but then connecting to other you know other root systems and and yeah. finding that tribe, yeah. you know, and just diving in. That was what I love too. Is is Adrian? You said at the end that there's four thousand nonprofits mm -hmm. in this city. Yeah, you can't say there's nothing here for me. Right. Right. Just try them out. Yep. Dive in. Do something. And I think. You know, we're so focused this time of year on losing weight or, you know, being more productive with my time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it just linked up so perfectly with the message that, like us, you guys are like the accidental uh, philanthropists, right? <laughs> They're not exactly what the plan that or the road you were planning to take. Right. But when it presented itself, 
you took it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I never would have thought three years ago, like if he would have asked me, would I want to start a nonprofit or start a nonprofit dealing with homelessness? I would have been like, what are you talking about? Right. That definitely sounds familiar. I, I Tim and I can we say are the kindred same thing, spirits you know? in that. I think it's what I particularly loved too about your talk. And by the way, we're going to uh, put the link to the video of their talk, the full talk uh, in the notes for this podcast. Um, but what I loved about it was that y- you were curious, you know, like you on your, on your break or we'll say it was on your break. It, it was, was on my break. You know, you sure. were, you were educating yourself on the internet <laughs> yeah. and then you sought first to share, but then, then I love you're talking about people saying, okay, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I would say those were real friends because yeah. so often things come and we go, oh, and that, that's, gosh, that's got to be awful for that person. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that, that thought's gone and yep. you're on to mm-hmm. the next thing. And you need people in your life, one, that will stop you and say, okay, I'm with you on this journey. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you just be the quarterback. Yeah. And then, two, the willingness to be okay. I mean, it's, you know, we're here in a, we're here in a church and I think uh, it's, it just calls to mind the, you know, the here I am, Lord. Uh, moment from the Bible. I mean, God, God is, or in, in my case, I'm a man of faith. I know you guys are too. Uh, so is Matt, you know, I'm a woman of faith, a though. woman of faith. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank, thank you guys. We are humans of Good faith. Direction. Yeah. We're few people of faith. And, um, but I mean, it's all about a hearing the call, discerning it and then saying yes. And whether it's divine or it's just that inner voice or it's another person speaking to you, Mm-hmm. That's that critical step. Yeah. You guys took it. it really does play into that global theme of roots that we were exploring with you uh, this morning. And in fact, I was talking to a friend yesterday, uh, my friend Anna up in Maine, and she was saying, "What's the theme of your event tomorrow?" I said, "It's roots." And she started sharing all this stuff that she had picked up along the way, like that trees talk to each other mm-hmm. and that they can send nutrients to each other through the ground, or like one tree on one side of the forest can like send messages to the trees on the other side, <laughs> saying, "Hey, we got diseases over here. Watch out! It's coming your way." Like that is yeah. first of all freaks me out yeah <laughs> so let's just be clear about that I'm sort of freaked out by that uh but secondly it really does it's sort of it, it illustrates this sense of connection and community that yeah. that this root system that you all were talking about yeah. spreading your roots wide um that that's it in sort of brought to life in nature yeah so we've spent all this time already telling you about what you said <laughs> but i mean it really we it, never do that really that means it, we were effective yeah, no, it just really what, what i love too was the example that you that you put at the beginning manny of a tree that has wide roots but not yeah. deep roots yeah we're at why well, i think that's so important at charlotte right now yep. is we have so many transplants yep. you don't have to have these deep yep. i've been in charlotte 20 years yeah. to make an impact that's it reach out yep. find your tribe find mm-hmm. your network and get going right away mm-hmm. and because uh, we people are moving here with their passions and their mm-hmm. ideas and their talents mm-hmm. if they don't find their way yeah. mm-hmm. they don't get their root system down yep. Yep. they're gonna go and we need them mm-hmm. to be here and it's just such an important message yeah. to, to lead a year with yeah it's yeah i mean I, that's so important to really think about how much we need each other like really how much we need each other and like we can't do this really effectively without working with each other and like that's you know one reason why it's a bit like you know Adrian starting off the way it did and her friends just rallying around that it's like she wouldn't be uh, where she is now or we wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for those friends around her saying right. hey let's go let's do this you can do this and I don't even fully know if they knew the the seed that had already was inside of her but mm-hmm. it was almost like this perfect storm of like hey you go and you and you say yes and then 
the seed that's in her is like, yep, I'm ready. Let's go. I've been cultivated this whole yeah. time, and I'm ready to to to, to produce fruit now. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, it's amazing. Well, so you know, you guys are no strangers to a microphone. You guys you speak and you talk about what you do all the time, Manny. I think we met. I met you the first time backstage at Seed Twenty this yep. year. Yep. That seems like a really long time ago, actually. <laughs> Technically, it was last year. Yeah. I guess it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was 2019. Yeah. I, okay, we're only three. <laughs> I'm in within the margin of error. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a pass on that. Uh, one. Thank you, but and this isn't to take anything away from all the others that spoke, but just your talk up there. I just, I think I came up and gave you a hug or something. <laughs> I, I just, it, it spoke to me, and I knew right off that that you were just someone. Who not only had something really important to say, but knew how to do it um, and do it really well. And but so you do that a lot. You guys share your passion. You share your project. But this was maybe a different experience Mm -hmm. in the preparing for this, you know, getting ready. Did you guys learn anything new about each other or about, you know, your journey that you've taken together? You mean preparing for 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 today to actually give the talk today? Did did anything new come about? I mean, I think we our process. We we did something that we've never done before in the process of preparing, which and we actually went through the um, talk a couple of times before. So we've done talks before like that, um, like just like sermons on Sunday and stuff like that. And our processes are two completely different. Like I'm like <laughs> uh, we're talk. I'm talking on Sunday. Okay. I have three notes and, <laughs> and pictures and pictures and drawings. And then I'm ready to go. I'm the outline yeah, person. Uh, hence outline all the everything. details. Yeah. Hi, Manny. Yep. How you doing? Yes. I'm Tim Leiter. Hi, I'm yeah. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet That's you. So then you we have aligned ourselves yes. appropriately yes. on this table here. Yeah. Yes. So Manny Matt has Tim. everything planned out. Mine's yep. like written on my hand. Yep. And, you know. Adrian and Matt. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. That's, exactly, that's exactly how it is. So <laughs> we're preparing for this. We're like, okay, so it's, we got to, you know, let's just come a little bit different. And so we actually went through it together a couple of times. And, you know, some points that we didn't share came out uh, today. Some that we did that we shared last night didn't come out just because we just flowed with it. Um, but it was I mean, I, we I think we both enjoyed that time of just kind of like going over the outline and actually talking about things and getting our, our thoughts together. That's great. We really, the goal was to make sure we didn't go over the time limit. <laughs> so that's were... really why we kind of like ran through it a couple of times. Because <laughs> yes. we were like, oh man, if we mess this up, this like Matt's going to kick us off the stage. No, like, no, no. The, no. the panda bear. The panda bear. Our panda bear gives hugs, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I I'm gonna have to play the panda bear as penance for all the times that I blow time schedules like, out the water. Y'all were, y'all were perfect. I think I think you, you hit the I mark. Think, yeah, you were you, you wrapped it like nine. 58, which gave us two minutes to do our housekeeping, and we were out at 10 o'clock. It was like perfect. Perfect. That's yes. like, it, right? <laughs> You're feeling me, right? Because that, yeah. you know, that. that oh, that I had my timer up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There. <laughs> There's something about creative mornings that, like, you know, like Sully Sullenberger, somehow we land this big jet on time, like every time. <laughs> you might get a little wet. Yeah, you might, yeah, you know. You may, have to, you may have to use the emergency exit. <laughs> yeah. You but, know, uh, we're the floaty. We'll get, we're we're going to get you out on time. Um, so we heard a lot about Hope Vibes uh, today and, and your passion in serving our homeless neighbors. Um, homelessness is something that we all know about, obviously, mm-hmm. living in Charlotte. Um, we're all touched by it in some level, but many of us don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly not at the level that you all have, you know, starting your own nonprofit in, uh, in, that, in that arena. So what was it that pushed you two into action? And maybe it's 
maybe elaborating a little more on you know that the, the sharing of that post mm-hmm. on in Facebook and what happened in the aftermath of your of your friends sort of chiming in and mm-hmm. saying what are you going to do about it? Yeah, because it's a long way from collecting some yeah. feminine hygiene products to yeah. kitting out a tank and quitting yeah. your jobs and doing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. that was a first step. Yeah. I mean, in in reality, even when we started, so after that post kind of just took off. Like we still weren't planning to start a nonprofit. Like we were just thinking, okay, we're going to go out with our friends and we're going to pass out these hygiene items and like, that's going to be it. Um, But then we did it again the following month and like the number of volunteers doubled and it wasn't even just our friends and family. Like it was people we didn't even know. Um, And then people started like trying to give us money and stuff. And we were like, okay, well, we might need to like make this official thing because yeah. you're like getting money involved. Yeah. And so it was only at that point that we were like, okay, like this is a thing. But before then we were just, yeah, we were just yeah. going out. Like, yeah. And I think, I think internally, I mean, we, at the time we were pastoring the church, my dad's church. And so there was things that we, we knew that we wanted to do as far as just church stuff. Like we didn't want to just be a church that's not in the community. Like, and that was something that from very early on, we're like, we need to be out of the walls of the church. And so, and then step taking it even a step back further than that, it's like, I always grew up with my parents inviting people to stay with us. Like, my, so my dad was a police officer and at, at, when I was growing up, and he would bring people home, and they would stay with, like, he would meet somebody on the streets, and, like, they were going through some situation, and he would bring them home, and they would stay at our house for... Did you have, like, a spare bedroom that, that you know, was my, sort my of, like... My sisters. Your sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and so she would have to, she would move into my room. Yep. We had, eventually, we got bunk beds, and, and so, you know, so now we're staying. That's and so, Yeah, and so... Is and so, it? Well, I mean... <laughs> scary. I, yeah, and so, obviously, <laughs> like, the, the reality is, like, you know, there's some, like, pros and cons to do that. I'm not telling people to do that, but there's a... that. I grew up with that, and very early on in marriage, I'm like, hey, we're going to get some people to stay with us. And she's like, no, we're not. No, what you talking about? But then you're like, but you cried on the first date. I thought you were down with this. She's like, no, we can go out every day if you want to, but no, ain't nobody staying at the house right now. Well, because my parents were like the complete opposite growing up. Like, they had a heart and a passion for helping people, but home was always like our sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so, like, they weren't bringing people in to live with us, but we were, you know, doing stuff my mom just even now she still loves going to nursing homes and just like complete strangers she would go and build relationships with them and spend time with them do their hair for them whatever whatever they needed people that didn't have family in the area and so like for me that was my thing like yeah we can do whatever but my home is like yeah. that's my yeah, place yeah. Of i totally relate to that that feels like like my upbringing as well um home is a safe sanctuary type place uh, and at the same time, my parents being incredibly generous, mm-hmm. um, people that want to help folks in their community. I remember one time I was young. I was probably my daughter's age, so I was probably eight years old. Um, we were driving around town, and we saw a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And, my, and he was an older gentleman. And my dad pulled over, and we picked the hitchhiker up. And I remember everyone in the car was like, what is going on here? We've allowed a stranger into our, the safety of our, you know. Glad and, you and, made it alive. And, and it was great. It was like, yeah, exactly. We made it out alive, right? It was, I've, I have not forgotten that moment mm-hmm. because yeah. we picked up a stranger and we got to know him and brought him mm-hmm. to his destination. And so what a, what an act of 
generous humanity that that your dad would bring people home yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and and i mean it has shaped my frame of mind and and how you know we're neighbors and we're a community and um even you know even though we don't bring a lot of people home every once in a while there might be somebody that will let's he say, tricks he tricks me into it <laughs> every, <laughs> it's a rare occasion um it's still you know getting to the place where you know eventually whole vibes we're going to be able to provide housing i mean that's something that we're working on and so like that mind frame of like okay we we can build a community um mm-hmm. even though they might not come to my house i can still be a part of their house yeah and helping you know shape that so yeah and i think it's a cool thing too like you think about how he was a kid when his his parents were doing that and our son ej he's been a part of hope vibes from the very beginning and it's like it's so into like the dna of who he is like he at he knows some of our homeless neighbors by name and when he hasn't seen them in a while he'd be like mom i haven't seen tim how's he doing or where's Raina? we haven't run into her at at uh, city barbecue in a long time has right. she has she called you like he knows these people right. um and so in, in every almost every night like when he's he gets ready for bed for he like prays for right. the homeless people wow. and so like i can only imagine like what kind of amazing things he'll do when well, he that'll grows be a up. part of him forever and yeah and that seeds something yep. that, that he's going to bring to this world that's amazing he calls himself the president of hope vibes kids that sounds about right <laughs> like he wants business cards and everything i love that. <laughs> that's right well i mean and that that's even at that point there's an idea right i mean yeah. because people in i don't think the average charlatan understands you know, when they think about homelessness they're yeah. thinking about the guy or, or the woman that they've seen under a bridge or at a yeah. stop sign or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that I mean, even even I like I don't ha- I understand the full gravity of there are a lot of, of kids yeah. in the CMS system that are homeless right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we just don't make yeah. that connection. Yeah. I mean, they, the, the numbers are somewhere up to four to five thousand CMS students that that they that, know about yeah, that they know about right. that identify as homeless. And you're like, what? I can't even imagine like and obviously that's that's their those kids, you know, frame of mind, the frame of reference. So they, they might not even know what it is to not be in that situation. But it's like on the outside, you're like, that doesn't seem right at all. Like stability is a part of a family of a kid's life that needs to be there. Yeah. And um, but for a lot of our kids, it's not. Yeah. Well, and, and back to your son. So you actually like forecasted one of our questions. <laughs> I I. Th- when you think about the root system, you know, you're, you're what if the seed that your dad planted right in, in you, like you're passing that along and, and it's going to reach far into the future. Cause your yeah. son now is going to carry that with him. It's just the kind of person that he's yeah. becoming. That's, that's remarkable. And that's what we all need to do. Right. Everybody yeah. has to eventually stop saying, look, that stranger is my neighbor. Yep. That person is part of, the community here in Charlotte. They're not, a, they're not an invader or an alien or, right. you know, somebody that doesn't belong here. They're here. Yep. So let's take care of them. Cause they're, that's our neighbor yep. right there. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I love about the tank and I'd love for you guys, cause if not everybody that's hearing this podcast may know what the tank is. Yeah. So if you would give us a quick intro to that, but what I think is amazing is beyond the utility of the tank. Mm-hmm. I know from, from both of you, you're both creative and you wanted it to be beautiful. Yeah. And so after you talk about what the tank is, if you would share a little bit about why it's important to you that it's aesthetically yeah. pleasing yeah. as well as functional. Yeah. So the Hope Tank is a mobile shower and laundry vehicle. It, it houses two full restrooms. So that's sink, toilet, shower. It has onboard water, 
400 gallon tank, uh, fresh water, and then um, also it has in the rear of it a laundry center. And so we're talking about uh, three to four washers and dryers. And actually, we just um, got a system called Laundry Pure from it was a, it was a donation from a couple of uh, people. And this system now we haven't tested it out yet, but supposedly. And they, they got good reviews. Supposedly, this prevents having to use laundry detergent. So it's some type of oh, wow. space technology stuff. And so Just don't cross the streams. That's, that's right. Hey, don't cross the streams. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we interrupt this wonderful message to call a light that Matt and I have an ongoing challenge that you have to make a Ghostbusters reference. Every day. Into, in, organically in a conversation every day. So he just got his point for the day, Thank nice. you. which is to you get don't cross there, the streams. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of that, yeah. have y'all seen, this is a super side note. Have y'all seen the new the, the trailer for the new one? I'm yes. very on the fence about it. I'm like excited and it looks amazing. Yeah, I, I'm mostly <laughs> excited. Okay, but it there's looks, a little it looks, part of me that's like it looks better than the. Okay, anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, are you are you anti the all women Ghostbusters? No, no, it was cool, but it was just like. I have hope that like Jason Reitman being Ivan Reitman's son may restore the energy. I'm just a little skeptical that they were like in casting. Like, let's see, we're doing Ghostbusters. Let's get the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, man. Yeah. I mean, all everybody. I love Finn Wolfhard just yeah. as much as the next guy, but like, they got to branch out. He was yeah. an it too. Yeah, you he, can't he put that kid he, in every he's, horror he's, movie he's ever. In a lot of stuff. <laughs> he's in a lot of stuff. So anyway, sorry, sad sidetrack. That's my we, fault. That's our, that's that fault. is our zone of genius. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's cool. So you, this system has been donated to you, and yeah. you're testing it out. And, yeah, and, yeah, we're uh, gonna test exciting. it out, and so that that actually goes along with the eco-friendly part of the Hope Tank, and so we just, you know low carbon footprint and, you know, making sure everything's good. So also, you know, the, the aesthetics part of it is big because we want it to feel like just like there's been time and energy put into it. Like it's been crafted um, with people in mind, not just like a sterile environment, um, but something that's like, man, this is unique. This is one of a kind. I mean, we've had, you know, we have, we're going to have artists, we have, artists that are creating the design on the outside and even possibly working on some art that will go inside in the restrooms as well. And so these are things that, you know, I like colors. I like bright things. I like the things, I mean, we know that colors and, and sounds and stuff like that build and, and can change emotions. And mm -hmm. so it's like, man, if you are going through a hard time and situation, you want to walk into a space that evokes like a sense of hope, like not just like, oh, you hear some encouragement. No, but like step into a room where like, man, I feel encouraged just being in here. Yeah. I feel hopeful just right. looking around and, you know, thought a shower was just a shower, but actually if you're stepping into an environment that can provide so much more. I, I would say I've been, you know, done various homeless ministries before and, you know, there are some that are very, very much you address need. You're hungry. Here's some food. Yep. See ya. You mm -hmm. know, and and then there's others that address you know the issue a lot more holistically. And I think we forget. That's why it's so important that your name is Hope yeah. Vibes. That you're not just taking care of the physical needs of the people that you're serving. Mm -hmm. All of us need beauty and dignity yeah. and hope. And and I just think that's so brilliant. Like you could have. You could have called it not the hope tank. You could have just been mobile shower, you yeah, know, like yeah. shower unit four, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. but you're going to go in there. And that's so it's such a beautiful thing yeah. to, to hopefully give someone a moment, take care of their physical needs, but also just address them and say, you're a person like yeah. you deserve to be treated with dignity and respect right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And hopefully this gives you a little bit of color and life and hope. Today. Mm -hmm. yep. I just yeah. love that. Mm -hmm. Even the exterior, like 
we wanted it to be a mobile hope mural. And so that as it's driving throughout the city or wherever it is, like even like just the everyday person that's driving by mm-hmm. will see it and like they are encouraged and inspired to give hope daily. And so like it's a it's another piece of art that Charlotte has. And and again, I hate to jump in, but I'm gonna do it because I've just in working with you two, one thing I, I, I love about you both is that you know, just as we need to address more than the physical needs of the people that we're serving, on the volunteer side, I think a lot of times volunteering can look like a chore. Yeah. And you guys, it's a joyful experience if yeah. you're doing it right. And yeah. it's something that you, you know, really feed your soul. It's something, it's not something you got to get through or right. it's a checklist or just what good people do. Right. If you if it's right for you, it's something that feeds you mm-hmm. too. Yep. And, yep. And, I, and I love that. I think that that hope tank just, when people see it, Mm-hmm. Or they're involved with you both, or you, they wear the T-shirt. Yeah. It evokes that sense that giving is not diminishment; it's 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 building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. That's good. So before we ask our final question, I have to I have to ask. So many people have like a work spouse, like <laughs> Tim's my work spouse, and then we have our very often. You know, many people have their spouse spouse. You are both each other's work spouse and yes. spouse spouse. Yes. Yes. How's that? Uh, how would you describe that? Is it working out for you? Is it easy? Is it challenging? Uh, tell us how it works. Is it working out, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about getting a new work spouse. No, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. I'm kidding. It works great. I think because we are friends first, like beyond being married, we're, we're best friends and we actually like each other yeah. and so we great. like spending time with each other. It makes it work fine. Yep. And so, can you, like, can you turn it off? Are there times you can say, you know what, let's actually. Because I would imagine if I was working with Sarah, my wife, on something, we we would we might talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's important, perhaps, to create some boundaries around that. I don't yeah, know. that's me. So I I I could talk about hope vibes and and plan and long. work and do all that. I get that. because it's not like it doesn't feel like work. And but you know, there's aspects of it that it's like, yo, we need to chill. Like we need to like actually rest. No, he never says that. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. like that alert. Like, dude, like, can we not talk about this right now? Yeah, so, yeah and I'm, I'm like, yo, I could, I could do it. I could work all day. Um, it's like we're preparing for creative morning, and he's like, I know we're working on this right now, but I was thinking, you know, yeah. we could do such and such for laundromat days. And I'm like, yo, like, I, I can't do this right now. Because ideas just come, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, they just, I'm a visionary kind of guy. And so I'm like, there's stuff going on all the time. And so I'm like, you're here. Maybe and you just need to say, Hi, Manny, I'm yeah. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just like, I, I can't turn that Matt off. Matt is okay? like, <laughs> Matt, Matt it, will be like, I'm just, I can't hear anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to shut you down, but I can't, I can't do it right now. Um, well, when, when we wrap up each podcast, we always like to ask our guests uh, the same question. And so um, we'll pose it to you both now. Um, as we kick off 2020, we're, we're in a new year, we're in, in a new decade. Um, what advice do you have for Charlotte creatives? Hmm. You want to answer that? Go ahead. <laughs> hmm. wow, she's going to volley it to me. Okay. Um, I think as a creative individual myself, I mean, I think that, you know, typically creatives don't have an issue with finding their own lane or like, you know, being comfortable in their own skin. Um, I think, though, really thinking of, everyone in this lens of creatives you know what i'm saying i think a lot of times we we limit what a creative is to just like paints or drawing Mm -hmm. or music but the reality is the person who invented the chair 
was a creative individual. They're thinking yes. outside of the norm and solving a problem that somebody may not have thought about before, then redesigning it. Then, you know, it's like, oh man, adding these elements to it. So if we all think through the lens of like, we have this creativity, all of us in us, then that just builds uh, the Charlotte community deeper. deeper. Mm-hmm. It's really great. I mean, it's part of the reason we ask you guys to come speak and share your stories because we see the work that you do as being supremely creative work. We subscribe to a very broad-based definition of creativity. Yeah. It is about innovation. It is about how do you creatively serve your community. Yeah. And it is about how do you take an idea and continue to grow it and flourish it and fortify it and make it more beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think the first chair was probably a, a tree stump <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. that was laying on its side. And someone goes, wait a minute, if I flip that over, yep. I could sit on yeah. it. Yeah. My legs won't hurt as much. Yep. And then eventually, you know, we have pieces of furniture that are pieces of art as well. Yeah. And it's like functional and beautiful. And that's what you've created with the Hope Tank is yeah. something that's functional and beautiful and a manifestation of innovation and creativity. And it's really a sight to behold. I would say, too, you know, you're a great example. I mean, both of you are of not putting other people in boxes, too. I mean, it's like too, we can put ourselves in a box like oh, I'm not creative. But like there's not a lot of people thinking about that police officer sitting in his squad car going, my creative yeah. Spark is dying. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we're not one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not the job that we got yeah. when we got out of college or we started working or even the job we have today. We're many things. And, um, and sometimes it's the willingness to just go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's, that's you guys. That's I'm going to speak on behalf of everyone at Charlotte is creative <laughs> and creative morning, Charlotte and the city of Charlotte. Oh, I'm going to speak on behalf of everyone. <laughs> Whoa. That's big. Is that we are grateful that you all are part of our root system here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So thank you for the work you're doing and for sharing your story. And if folks want to get to know more about go. hope vibes, uh, please tell the listeners how to get involved, how to donate, how to how to just follow you guys. Sure. So you can go to www.hopevibes.org for all the information about how you can get connected, come out for serve days, you can give there, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at uh, Hope Vibes CLT. Yep. Awesome. Biscuit CLT listeners, thanks for uh, coming along for the ride. And we will see you at next month's Creative Mornings Charlotte event. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Real simple. What's your creative New Year's resolution for Charlotte? I plan on making a podcast. Funny funny to talk about that. So uh, I'm very involved with the community, so especially the Latino community. So... I want to bring a space for community leaders in the city that are very involved with nonprofits and um, a whole vibe of like immigration problems to be able to have a space to bring that out. Um, I was actually talking to a few people here about it, so I have full support from other creatives, and that's that's one of my biggest goals right now to to get that started. Thank you. Really simple here. What is your New Year's creative resolution for Charlotte? I want to make sure that the creative organizations in Charlotte have access to the tools and special event items that they need. I think I want to support the arts a little bit more. Um, I don't do art specifically, but I love it, and I love artists and the creative process along with that. So any way I can support, I think that will be my New Year's creative resolution. Real simple question. What is your creative New Year's resolution for the city of Charlotte? 
uh, más amor, more love to each other, uh, peace, uh, more uh, uh, working together, collaborating together, and um, listening to each other. Well, the whole reason for the resolutions like that is to think about it. And, um, you know, I work by myself all the time, except, well, Tom and I are together all the time working. I want to collaborate with somebody or uh, other people. It's the interaction, but it's, it's uh, for me, it's a... Uh, in contrast to just being by myself and making my own decisions, uh, trading off, you know, two are better than one. Oh, well, I would love to see more theater. I come from Minneapolis, where there are 125 professional theater companies, and when I come to Charlotte, it is sorely lacking, I'm sorry to say. So I would say my New Year's resolution would be to promote theater and uh, to support it and to get out there as much as I can. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thanks again to Manny and Adrienne, three of Hope Vibes, for speaking with us. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning into the Biscuit Podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit CLT podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell your friends. Call or text us at 704-835-0193 and leave us a 30-second message with your questions about creativity in the Queen City. We'll use the best messages on a future episode of the Biscuit CLT podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. The Biscuit podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. Music by Harvey Cummings.